intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you Hey, on today's show, the Dog on a Trucking Podcast, we have Mr. Bruce Outridge. And Bruce discusses how he made the transition from truck driver to trucking management to media specialist. Uh, it's a great interview. Stay tuned. And of course, if you are getting value, please click like and subscribe. Now on to the Bruce Outridge interview. <laughs> We have Bruce Outridge with us today, and I'm really happy to have Bruce on board because we, I think the show is interviewing trucking influencers, and uh, Bruce certainly qualifies. Hey, Bruce, how are you? <laughs> how are we doing, Chris? Thanks for having me on, man. Excited. Congratulations. First show, first week of show. I don't know what, what number I'm in, but I was listening to your first show this morning, so congratulations. Great, great job. Well, it's awesome. I, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun because I get to interview people like you. Yeah, um, and get to learn a lot more about some of my friends and some of the people that I've never met before. Now you and I are, yeah. you know, we're friends. We've done this yeah, yeah. Uh, many I, times. I've been a guest on the Bruce Outridge Show. Uh, yeah, the Lead Pedal Podcast. Lead Pedal Podcast. Lead Pedal Podcast. And I yeah, put yeah. a link in the show notes for that because I think it's a okay. great. Um, podcast and people should be listening to it as well yeah now bruce i you know what what changes have you been seeing lately in the trucking industry well let's see we can start with a and go to z but i think well um probably technology has got to be the biggest factor that we're seeing playing in fact i just did an interview with a guy who tests platoon trucks and so platooning the auto autonomous vehicles that's probably where the biggest thing is. Uh, safety is a still an issue. We've got more drivers coming in. Um, so I think I think as far as the future, automation's the big thing. Right now, probably foreign workers and how do we get people in the seats of the trucks are a big. I don't know if immigration's going to change, but I think that's a stumbling block right now. So let's go back to automation because that's one of the things that uh, I'm absolutely intrigued with. Yep. You said you just did an interview with a guest? Actually, it came out this morning. So if you happen to, uh, at the time we're taping this, it came out as episode number 439. So it's been a lot of episodes. But uh, yeah, I talked with a guy named Mike Perkins with Peloton, Peloton Technologies. Uh, and they test platooning trucks. That's what his job is. And so he, we were talking about how they communicate. What does the second driver see? All of those kind of things are what's uh, what's been important. So... So that's platooning. That's where uh, two trucks follow each other, what, 10 feet apart? Yeah, well, he said they're about 60 feet apart, but they're connected. So uh, the uh, technology allows the first truck to basically control the braking and accelerating those kinds of things. But they're still in communication. There's still drivers in the seats. And uh, one thing I thought was really cool was he was saying that you can see through the front truck. So if you've seen the latest... It's one of the pickup trucks. I don't know if it's Chevy or Ford has that technology where you can see the trailer. You can see what's behind the trailer. If you're towing a trailer, it's kind of virtual and you okay. can see the car behind it. Watch, watch. It's been on our television show here, television uh, 
here in Ontario. Uh, but that's the same technology. That the driver in the second truck can actually see what's ahead of the first truck, even though he's following a truck. So the way we're driving down the road now, you can't see in front of a tractor trailer. You can actually see in front of this when the trucks are connected, apparently. Well, you know, I'm just thinking my experience on the 401 and, and you said 60 feet apart. I think there's trucks that are platooning already on the 401 because I see many of them. <laughs> That's the difference of that is called convoying because they're not connected. Oh, oh, and, and the driver behind can't see in front. Is that what you can't see and has no idea what the driver in the front is thinking. When the trucks are connected, they are actually talking to each other. The drivers can talk to each other. They can decide on what's the best course of action going down the road. Um, the braking system, the, the driver in the front, actually, when he brakes, it brakes both trucks. So there's quite a bit of technology that is, I guess, designed to make it safer and more fuel efficient. Well, that's cool. I, you know, I, I won a contest on your show one time and uh, I've got to... What did we send you? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what I said at that time. One second. Let me... Where did it go? Where did it go? He's gone. He's, he's gone. He's gone to look in his closet, see if I gave him something. Oh, look at that. Yo, you want a nice print. That was awesome. Yeah, for sure. No. Very nice. Well, this is Very from nice you. Print. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I painted that. Where, I remember that. Where's the other one? How many did you win? Did, well, did I, I don't remember having that many contests. <laughs> this one. But you painted me a Tesla. A, a Tesla. You drew up a Tesla Oh. Truck. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's right. That's, that was a different contest. Yeah, that, you, 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 you've been in too many contests. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forget how I got that one. But um, anyways, I think it, it's awesome. It's got to go up on my wall, but I haven't figured it out yet with green screen behind me uh, how to. That'll mess it up. <laughs> that will mess it up. So <laughs> you may want to think about that before you put it up. For sure. But anyway, <laughs> my point was that I'm a Tesla fan, which has uh, pretty okay. heavy technology uh yeah both the truck's not out yet but the the cars certainly do and yeah. uh i really wonder about you know do you have any comments on the future of truck drivers well um i mean we're talking about automated trucks yet i don't think we're ever going to be totally automated my my belief is that um we're probably going to have a call center somewhere there might be a, a part of automation i don't think truck drivers will go away and i don't see that happening i see that happening for let's say an amazon that can just deliver trucks it's all van freight it's i don't see somebody doing that with flatbed steel anything like that so i i think i always tell drivers if you want longevity in your career specialize get into something that is not um, you know, just going up and down the road where you need to have some specific, specific type of equipment that's going to keep you employed a lot longer for new drivers coming in. I think, uh, I think there's still a lot of opportunities. I think there will be opportunities. I think you, you want to be more tech savvy. If you think you're going to come into this industry now and you don't even know how to operate your cell phone, you're going to have problems. You need to actually be looking at that and figuring out how I'm going to do that. Right. Yeah, the, I, I really think the future of truck driving is still very strong. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm in agreement with you where it's going to be like a plane. There's always yeah. going to be a pilot yeah. at the controls when just in case stuff goes wrong. And even Amazon, the I don't know how quickly governments are going to change the laws. No, well, that's the problem, right? The, the infrastructure and the... The regulations—they're um, gonna—they can't even decide who's gonna be in power yeah. in, a, in a year. So to change all of this is a lot of talk. It's not going soon. 
I really think we're going to be more like you see the airline pilots where once they get, they kind of put it on automated pilot and it goes, you know, and they, um, they do their thing. And then, um, so I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Uh, if you've heard of Andrew Yang, he's, uh, someone running for the presidential, um, um, position in the States. He kind of feels it's going to be like a call center type thing. Um, and I agree with him. I don't agree with him giving everybody a thousand dollars a month and thinking they can live on it. But I do. I do agree with his vision of transportation, how he sees it working. I I do see kids or whoever technology savvy in a room, uh, you know, with a, I don't know steering wheel or whatever the technology is to gear it. And once a driver gets it uh, facing the right way and in the right direction, that person takes over to a certain point or it platoons somehow. And then they break off and the driver goes into a separate. I see it something like that. And I can, I can envision that. Uh, and down the road, just go back to S Star Wars or something. They'll be driving spaceships. Somebody's going to be driving something. So I think in, at, at the end of the day, we're, we're okay. I think we'll be okay. I, I really do think that uh, the truck driving job isn't going away any no. soon. Um, you know, it's going to be years and years. Anyway, speaking yeah. of technology... Uh, yes. You as a former truck driver, do you drive anymore? I have not driven. <laughs> probably not going to get. I have not driven in a number of years. Probably I'm going to say four years is the last time I was actually in a in a truck driving it. Um, as far as driving professionally, it's been about 13, 14 years. Um, I'm looking to drive again this year because I actually want to get out there, but I don't actually want to go and drive for a company. I kind of. I think I'm gonna probably do some of the convoys or something, something fun, just to get just to get back into it a little bit. But uh, no, I still love it. I still I miss it actually. But uh, just I'm I'm too busy. I actually thought last year I should go get. I said to my wife, I said I should go get a job driving like one day a week, and she said, what day would that be? Because you're booked for the next six seven months, right? So yeah. So unfortunately, that's not working. But but I'm having fun. No, you say you're booked. I feel so sorry for you. You just came back from how many <laughs> weeks down south? Uh, we were seven weeks down in Barbados, yeah. Yeah, yes. so I mean, yeah, my heart's bleeding for you. <laughs> well, you know, we, that, that's been our goal for the business, was a yep. lifestyle business. We started at two weeks, and we've been adding a day, adding a week, and we're up to seven weeks. The goal is three months, so I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm still moving forward. <laughs> hey, before we went on air, I was talking about passive income and yeah, getting old and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, I, I, I look at it this way. I'm going to travel now because when I'm older and I can't move anywhere – we will have technologies, virtual reality, and I will look at my photos and be transported to whatever beach I was on. So I'm getting all that background research now for when I'm older. That's the way I look at it. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Again, going back to technology, as a driver yeah. or as a former driver, what are you thinking about ELDs? Are they a good thing? Electronic logging devices. Yeah, I uh, actually, it's, it's very timely that we're talking because I've got a show coming out on Wednesday about that. But yeah, I, uh, I'm all for them. I think... Uh, I think it's bringing out a lot of the um, issues in our industry that need to be addressed, like waiting time. And uh, uh, I think the drivers drivers need to get better trip planning. And I don't have a problem with the LDs. I have a problem with a couple of the regulations. So all the regulations of like, you know, you must draw, you're on shift once you start and all those kind of things that are going on, the sleeper berth, they need to put the flexibility back. What they've done is they've taken a whole industry, tried to make everybody the same in an industry where everything is different. Every There's no two drivers that drive the same, yep. no two drivers that print uh, trip plan the same. And so they need to actually take 
put the flexibility back so a driver can stop and avoid rush hour traffic, do whatever they th- feel they need to do within the, the laws. And I think ELDs are just bringing it out. Drivers say they don't like them. I don't really think that it doesn't change anything unless a driver was specifically trying to cheat. It's not hurting the drivers. It's a matter of the trip planning and the flexibility. I think that's where drivers are having the most problem. They can't stop now. If I was going to Chicago, I do not want to drive in Chicago traffic. I don't want to leave here at four in the afternoon and be in Toronto traffic. So have you given me tools where I could take a nap and avoid that traffic and run when it's, you know, things of, They've taken that away from a lot of the drivers, unfortunately. Yeah, the ELDs have have certainly made it so that drivers conform better to the laws. And are the laws good is a different debate. Uh, That's right. That's right. I I mean, the laws really haven't changed other than uh, the the sleeper berth. I know even when I used to run the East Coast, and I used to do two or three trips a week to Chicago, to uh, New Jersey, wherever – I ran on that sleeper berth all the time. That is the, out, about the only way that you can, even as a single driver, get so you're crossing the border at 2 in the morning and you're, you're on those off times when the rest of the world is doing whatever. If you're not, then you're just stuck in traffic. Like, you're all the time stuck in traffic, and that doesn't make any sense for anybody, right? Yeah, no, and traffic's a, a, certainly a killer. Um, I mean, my first guess, just going back to that first episode, was talking about idle-free and the environment and everything. Yeah. And traffic is just, it's bad yeah. for everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, I remember, you, I remember you saying on that episode too, and you're like me. Everybody teases me because I'm two hours ahead of every meeting. <laughs> you tell me to be in Mississauga, I'm there 8 o'clock in the morning. But I've learned how to work at a coffee shops and stuff because I hate traffic. Not only is it costing me more money, and you're, you're like me, where you know every dollar we spend is directly on our bottom line. But the time wasted, you know, and the potential for accident, you know, you, the insurance industry is up in arms right now because of accidents. So why put yourself in that situation and why put all the truck drivers in that situation by telling them that they must leave now and they must go down the road at a certain time yep. instead of giving them the flexibility to say this is not safe. I would rather go and take a nap or have my dinner or whatever it is they want to do and roll later when traffic has died down and I can actually just drive with Less people to worry about having an accident, less better fuel efficiency because I'm not stuck in traffic, and uh, a more pleasurable environment for the driver. Yeah, absolutely. It, as you say, it's taken a lot of the flexibility away. That's the problem. One of the other things that I think took flexibility away, and I want to ask your opinion, um, the uh, 105 mandate that's in Ontario and Quebec, the only jurisdictions in North America that have a a speed limit on tractor trailers. Yeah. As a driver, what's your thoughts? Um, you know, it's funny because it sounds bad, but I, I actually think they should take it. They should, they've got to kind of keep it so that drivers are kind of staying around there, but they've got it so that the trucks can't go any more than that. And there's situations when you actually need to, to do that. So I've always run for companies that had a 105 speed limit. They, right. they, but it was not in the truck. It was not, it did not, I could do 110 if I had to, to get around somebody or whatever, but it was all monitored with our data. And so when we had to download at the end of our trip, if trust me, if we were over 105 for more than, I don't know, 5% of the time, we got memos, we got called in, we got, so it forced you to stay there because you knew they were watching, but you did have the flexibility of when there's a situation 
such as going through the Wooler Hill in Trenton and you do need to get around somebody or you need to get out of the way of traffic or something, you had the flexibility to do it. You just couldn't abuse it. And I think we need, again, it's the same, it's flexibility. We need to get it back into our industry because our industry is all flexible, all day, traffic, weather, everything is all about flexibility, yet we're trying to be stringent and same rules. doesn't work. Yeah, and, and traffic has just gotten worse, like wow. I've driven professionally probably in 10 years now. Yeah. And I don't know that traffic's any worse than it was 10 years ago, but we haven't built any new highways and there's <laughs> and there's more cars and trucks on the road. So uh, I can't imagine yeah. it's any better, you know. Well, it's making drivers stupid too, right? So there was a day when you you and I would be driving down the road, but the people down the road, their cars didn't do 200 kilometers an hour. Their cars didn't drive themselves. They actually had to pay attention. Now the cars do everything. And if you look, even look at the commercials that are out for the cars, certain makers are promoting the fact that you do not have to look. There's a one where, you know, they almost hit the kid going out the driveway. And, and I'm always going, well, if they looked in their mirrors, they would have seen the kid, but they didn't. They backed out and the car stopped and it's, woo, this big thing. I'm going, that's the silliest thing you can tell people because now they don't have to look. It's the same as the people who now have a self-parking car. Oh, I don't have to learn how to parallel park anymore because my car is going to go in there for me. It's a crock of crap that they're 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 letting the technology so the people are not looking anymore. Instead of the other way, where on the testing they should have truck questions. You should have to do part of the training should be around um, how big trucks work and speed and all those kind of things that we all learn in the industry. Why are they not teaching that to the new student coming out of the out of the school? Yeah. Well, one of my friends uh, says that every truck driver should be should have a motorcycle as well. Yeah, because he's he's a motorbike uh, rider and I'm not. But yeah, hey, it, it certainly tells you and teaches you how to look for risk. And yeah. What the hell's going on out there? You know. Well, I used to be a, I used to be a cyclist. I've been hit uh, two or three times on my bicycle because people open their doors. Uh, I've had guys not look, and I've gone over the hood of their cars. So, yeah, I agree with them that, you know, if you walk or even I walk to the gym every morning, I don't cross the road if I don't get eye contact. With, I don't care if I got the green light or not, because people are in a rush and I'm in a school zone and it's even worse. And I've even had school bus drivers almost hit me because if they don't, they don't look, they don't see. They're just, they're just in a hurry. Everybody's in their own world. They're not in a problem. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Everybody's in a, in a rush. Um, yeah. One of the things that you've done, though, is you've managed to transition from being a truck driver and driving on a regular basis every day yeah. to, I don't even know what to call you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful, Chris, careful. This could go wrong real fast. <laughs> you, well, when we first became friends, you were basically a safety consultant. You were helping yeah. out in that area of the world. I don't know if you yeah. do any of that work anymore because you've got uh, very little. How did you manage to transition from a truck driver to uh, what, what's the overall statement? An artist? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I call myself a media consultant now. But when I was driving, so the the. the the, probably the start of it for most drivers is to work for good companies. So I worked for good companies that offered me extra training. You know, they were, oh. they were the chemical companies. And so they offered extra training. They allowed me 
to get extra training as I wanted. When I became a supervisor of the fleet, I was I got extra training as well. I took training that was interesting to me and what I thought would help the fleet. So when I came out of stop driving, I did start my art business because I'm an artist as well. But a lot of my art is on the trucking industry, so it actually still fits. As you know, if you look in your office, you'll see some of the pieces. They're still on the trucking industry. So, so you know, I wrote for a lot of publications for a while and was uh, doing cartooning and that kind of thing. But I still had that knowledge of the industry. And that's when I started the safety training. And I was doing similar to what you're you're doing, but I, I, I have a passion for for safety, but I have probably a more of a passion for career and business. And so that's where my podcast and stuff is focused more on the business and career for drivers where yours is, uh, I'm assuming focus more on safety because you're safety dog. (laughs) So, and so that's, uh, that, so it's, it wasn't a, it wasn't a transition to say, okay, I'm going to do this later on. I didn't plan on being a podcast host. I didn't even know what a podcast was back in the day, but I'm always interested in technology. I'm always trying to learn new things and figure out how can I use my expertise and build this? And so that where we are now is a podcast for truck drivers. Well, how many podcasts do you have? I know you've got the lead pedal, but I got the lead pedal podcast and I have one for artists and creators called the cashing on creativity podcast. And I have a television show here in Burlington or Halton, which is inspiring youth. So those are the three shows plus my art business and my wife does English French translation. So there's three different businesses within and just two of us running. It's very busy. Very busy. Well, I, you know, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram and, yeah. and all the social media, and I see you doing caricatures all over the place. Uh, as at a wedding on Saturday. Not mine. Thank God for that, but somebody's. <laughs> well, Carmen might have something to say about you getting married. Yeah, you know, I tried to build a business as a wedding caricaturist, but I got married twice. And I, I'm not getting married again, so that's good. You know, you can't build a business with two. <laughs> You're going to have to branch out. So. <laughs> So you you transitioned from being a truck driver to a you called yourself a media what? I I, I guess I would call myself a media consultant now. I offer workshops on uh, media. You know, I do video production for some companies. I do social media for people. Um, I do the weddings. I graphic record. I do, I do a lot of stuff. And I used to try and fight it. I used to go, okay, I'm the I'm the safety person, so I don't do cartooning. Now I just do whatever comes in the calendar first, and I enjoy doing it all of it. And if people don't get it, I apologize. <laughs> so, we did it. We did have a driver do that, right? So I, when I was working, when I was doing, um, uh, I was doing social media for a trucking company, and I wrote a post, and I had a driver look at it, and the driver commented back to the company, say, "What does this guy know about trucking? He's a caricature artist." So apparently, some people don't understand that you can do more than one thing. I think with 25 years of driving, you know, being in charge of a fleet, uh, podcasting, media, I can say I think I know a thing or two about trucking. I'm not saying I know it all, but I know a thing or two about it. And that doesn't take away from my talent as an artist. I, I enjoy doing that. I've been drawing since I was 10 years old. So I've got probably just as many years, if not more, as an artist. Why should I stop? Why? I, I can, I can, I can write, talk safety in the morning and cartoon in the afternoon. My life's okay. <laughs> Exactly. You know, as I started my business, I had no idea. I thought I was going to be strictly a safety consultant. And, you know, I've got other uh, avenues, I guess, that I've expanded into not knowing that it was necessary at the time. 
like yesterday. It is. God damn. Sorry. Yesterday doing gosh darn accounting. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's fun stuff. Eh? <laughs> well, it's year end. As you know, I've got to file. Yeah. You know, I had to file a T4 summary and then I got to make myself a T4 because this is uh, last year was the first year I actually was able to pay myself. Oh, there you go. Hey, that was there you go. Pretty cool. It's always fun when you can pay yourself. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. And the, and the thing is, a lot of this stuff, like yourself, is developed out of maybe just trying to build the business. You know, you're trying to build a safety business. This is one avenue of marketing or getting your name out there more. For me, it was the same thing. I just, I started blogging in 2007 and it just kind of grown. So now it's basically an online blog where it's, you know, audio and I've focused on audio and video for the last five years. Um, but it's still basically the same writing content. I still write articles. I'm working on a book right now. So I've got lots of stuff going on. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, probably the same as you in some ways. When I first started out, I was blogging. Uh, Yeah. But I found making videos to be easier. So, you know, I've transitioned, I guess. Yeah. See, you're you're doing it too. So ten ten years from now, you'll look back and you go, oh yeah. And who knows what you'll be called back ten years from now, right? Well, I already know what many people call me. I've heard. Yeah. No, but it's you know, but I, I think I think people, if you look at all of our friends and uh, people in your network that you know that are entrepreneurial or running their own businesses, they're all evolving. Everybody's constantly looking for a way to get out above the noise, if you will, and. Um, I'm, I'm very good at being dedicated when I'd start something, I follow through as you don't get to 439 episodes by not following through. So, uh, it's, it's something I enjoy doing. I'm very good at time management, which allows me to do a lot of different things and i never have a boring day and I enjoy everything I'm doing. So it's, you know, I could be digging ditches, nothing wrong with digging ditches, but I, you know, it could be out there in the cold We're we're in some pretty comfortable studios doing what we like to do. Right. Yeah, and this is the big thing is we're doing what we like to do. So yeah, um, did you like driving truck? Loved it. If I hadn't, if I hadn't got into management, I probably still would be driving. I actually, I really enjoyed driving. But I also had this thing when I started. I started driving at the age of uh, seventeen. I was driving. I got my straight truck license. I think, or no, maybe that was eighteen. I started in the industry at seventeen, um, but I was lumping furniture for a year. But uh, at that young age, I, you know, it's like when you're when you're 20 years old, you think 30 is way off or 40 is way off. So I always said, I'm going to be out of the truck at the age of 45. I had no idea why. I didn't. I don't know why. 25 years just seemed like long enough. I don't know. You know, it just seemed old. Like I wasn't going to make it to 45. Here I am, 56. So I made it. But I, I, you know, I just said 25 years was going to be. I thought at 40 and 43, I came out of the truck because I got promoted. But it was not. I, I, did, I didn't strive to try and get out of the truck. It's just I felt I had more to offer. It's kind of why I'm doing the podcast and probably the same for you. Inside, I feel I have some information or talents or experience that I can offer others. And so that's why the podcast is working for me. Right? Well, yeah, and I think as we get older, we realize that we know some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's I, – I don't mean that to sound um, – I, I don't know. That probably didn't come out right. But as we get older, we've got more experience. We, yep. You know, I was doing a road test on a driver on Saturday. And, you know, I said, all these things that I talk about are generally my mistakes that I've made in the past that yeah. I'm trying to teach you not to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that, and you've got to have that relationship with the drivers. And of course, as anybody knows in trucking, having driven gives us a little more um, connection, I would say, with the drivers. They, 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 they at least know we understand their issues, you know. And, uh, and so I, I think we need to be doing more of this. And it's good to see uh, another podcast starting up for sure. Yeah. Well, one of the questions that popped into my mind as you were talking uh, a couple sentences ago, how did you get moved out of the truck? So about 45, you said you um, ended up running the fleet. How did yeah. that happen? Um, it, was, it was funny because the fleet was a small fleet, a big company, global company, but they have fleets all over. We had uh, 10, 10 drivers in our particular location. We had two locations, uh, Toronto and Montreal, under our belts. Uh, and my boss got, I don't know if she got promoted or moved, but she moved to a different department. So there was an opening to be in charge. She was in charge of the fleet, and she was also in charge of common carriers and a bunch of other stuff. So they, they realigned management positions. I had been driving there for nine years before I got approached. And when they were looking at us, there was a number of us together. We had all started on the same day. So there was basically no seniority at this company for a while. Um, and they were looking at who, and we had one guy on the other end who was extremely experienced, been driving like 40 years. Everybody liked him, but didn't know the technology. At that time, I had gone back to school. I'd gone through a divorce and I had gone back to school. And so we were transitioning from expense accounts on paper to expense accounts online. Our dispatch had gone from paper dispatch to online dispatch. And so they were looking at somebody, and I was the youngest of the team. And so they were looking at somebody who was technology savvy, you know, was going to be there more than this, this other guy was getting close to retirement. So he may have only had a few years to go at that point. And so they were looking for the future. Um, and then of course they're looking at things like people skills and all that. And I got, I got chosen and I was, I was a fleet supervisor for three or four years. And then I left and decided to start my own thing. So. Well, there you go. And wasn't wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one of the other problems, I mean, when I moved from the truck into the office, um, did you experience the same thing? I took a pay cut. I actually, no, I went the other way. I actually got a bit of a pay raise, which was nice. But um, I, I, there's a lot of things. I don't think they, and this is important for anybody who's looking to transition, is uh, you could be really good, at, and you'll hear people say, you could be really good as a truck driver and really terrible as a supervisor. Uh, I think I was a good supervisor. I really cared about the team. Uh, but there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of people part of it that you can't be trained on. You, 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 know, you can go to seminars, you can work on, so you could be really good at trucking, but if you don't have the people part, that that can really hurt you when you get into the management supervisor roles. So anyone who's thinking, I'd like to get out of the truck in a few years, start looking at your people skills and how you're working with other team members because it, it really does come into play. Well, and I think the other thing would be um, embrace technology because as we're moving forward, companies are really yep. are moving that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, for that's for anybody. Even if you're not planning on getting out of the truck, yeah. You know, we got ELDs. We got cell. We didn't have cell phones. I had to find a phone booth in the middle of New Jersey at four in the afternoon to call dispatch. So there was no cell phones or anything like that. I had a one eight hundred number which I owned. Only used it for family to call home. That's how I saved money. We had calling cards. So there's a lot of things 
but I always embraced technology when they first came out with like what they used to call Palm Pilots, which was like a, a little calculator, but you could store phone numbers and all of that. And I was, I had that, I had all my, you know, all my brokers in it and all the customers I used to deal with. Start using it for your everyday life. Start using some kind of time management software. Start working with the ELDs and figuring out, there's a lot of this stuff and I'm figuring out, I'm sure you are too. Every program you learn more about it. Like, this year I yeah. started to look at Instagram even more. I was using Instagram for a couple of years, but not today. So this in 2020, I said, I'm going to learn more about this part. And, you know, I've been using a lot of it. So there's a lot of stuff we don't know. We may know technology, but we don't really know it. So I would investigate whatever and use it as part of your life as much as you can. Yeah. Well, I think technology is one. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But that's you and I embrace it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's frustrating for me too. If you, I don't know if you've seen this commercial on TV where the guy's trying to get a signal. He's yelling at the Siri once. Uh, I'm the same way. My wife goes, why are you yelling at your computer? Every day. <laughs> Even today it happened. She goes, stop using that program. I need to. I go, I need to. That's the program I'm using. But, you know, it, it, I don't understand how everything could be working. You go get a cup of coffee, you come back and your computer doesn't work. I didn't touch it. I don't know why it's like that. But that happens to all of us. So that's part of technology, unfortunately. Well, and as I said to you today, um, I think I'm going to end up with the green screen behind me um, <laughs> as opposed to my virtual studio because the software is updated and now it's just different. You know? Well, you have a nice green office. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Bruce, thanks so much for uh, one appearing. And if you're listening no problem, on the buddy. podcast for uh, listening to Bruce today, Bruce, parting words, what would you like to say? Uh, well, first, congratulations to you. I think this is going to be an awesome podcast, so keep going with it. And uh, you're, you're doing a great job. You've got a wealth of knowledge, which I've known over the years because I've known you. And uh, just to um, to the listeners, whoever's just like we've been talking about, just look at your career where you think it's going to go and start working on it. Don't, you know, it's like a lot of the manufacturers, right? These people stayed in the job. They didn't upgrade. And then one day the job shuts down and they're all stuck. And I, I think if you're constantly learning you know, there's podcasts, there's all kinds of courses you can take online. If Even if you're sitting at a dock for two and three hours, why are you just sitting there? Like, why not learn something? Why not create something? Why not just even do a hobby? If you like to do a hobby like art or something, you can do that. Don't just sit there staring out the window and missing opportunities because when they start looking at companies or there's changes, they're going to look at those people who are learning on the outside. It's not always about what you're learning in, in there. So I think that's probably a good way for everybody to go, right? Just keep learning. Yeah, and I agree with it. I love learning, and I, the day I quit learning, I think, is the day I'll be buried. But, but. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> well, you'll probably, be, you'll probably learn how to be buried, so that you'll still be learning that day. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how much it'll go in. Chris, thank you very much for having me on, man. It's been a blast as always. Uh, thanks, Bruce. Appreciate your time. Uh, and I think right. you'll be episode number three, so that means I only have 436 more to go to catch up to your 439. Buddy, we didn't do it all. Rome wasn't built in a day either. It was my podcast. It's been five years, so you'll get there. Just keep going. All right. Just keep going. Thanks so much, Bruce. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And as always, thank you so much for listening and watching uh, today's Dog On It Trucking Podcast. If you're getting value, please click like and subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps the show out so much. And I will talk to you next week. 
Uh, that's it for this week. Safety dogs out. <laughs> <laughs>